You are now listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Welcome to the Super Boob Tube Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dante Serechia. And I am Tyler Hoskin. And um, this is going to be part two. Part two. Of our, oh yeah, baby, part two. I know we, we, we cut the, you know, we cut some things short of, in the last episode and, you know, we just figured it'd, uh, it'd be better if we just split up our top 20 into two parts. And now we're going to do our top 10 in this part two, uh, starting from 10. Um, and that'll happen here in a second. I do want to talk about some um, some other shows here. Um, one thing, piece of little announcement kind of thing, is um, there has been uh, changes to the Discovery, you know, the whole Discovery and uh, Warner Brothers and HBO Max and everything. The first thing I just heard, um, HBO Max just mentioned that all of the uh magnolia home stuff that's from discovery is now on hbo max so things are changing um it seems like you know i we already know that the app is all going to be one thing since discovery owns Warner brothers and they're going to take hbo max change its name whenever you know i guess maybe in spring they said um but you know we're not going to have two apps, right? So everything is slowly getting moved over. And I guess this is the first piece that I've noticed, or at least that HBO has announced um, on their mobile devices. Cause I just, I got a notification, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I hope it goes pretty smoothly. I mean, I'll, there's a lot of stuff I watch on discovery plus, you know, with the wife and everything. Um, what about you? Uh, I don't, See up here in the Canadas. Oh right, uh, right, right. All our HBO stuff is go goes through a different app called Crave. Mm, right. That's like originally when it was the Movie Network and all that crap. Sure. Uh, it was always Crave, and it just mm-hmm. every time HBO makes a change, it's just it's still Crave for us. So it doesn't. Right. Really yeah, it's me. very weird. Yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'm pretty sure. So this is the status of like HBO stuff we have out here. So I'm not counting the, uh, uh, you know, HBO Max and uh, Discovery since that's all one thing, even though it's not, you know, together yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure you can still get the HBO like uh, subscription, like the app subscription through uh, well actually no you can't now you used to be able to get it through amazon and then amazon or hbo max pulled out of the amazon subscription game when they created their own app hbo max but i'm pretty sure you can still pay for like on cable and stuff you can still pay for the movie channels the hbo movie channels that there's like eight or ten of them you know and they show different movies on all those hbo channels 
I mean, that's a totally different thing. Now, as for Go and uh, HBO Now, I think <laughs> those are many. gone. <laughs> it's... Yeah, so I think those are those are gone. So yeah. now it's just the app, and then you can pay for the subscription channels on your cable. And, and you know what's um, really like all of that stuff that you everything you mm-hmm. just mentioned that's all on Crave. It's all yeah. Crave up here. It's one thing. You get Crave, you get the channels, you get the streaming mm-hmm. stuff. You you just you get it all. You don't have to worry about who's now. And you you to. pay directly for Crave, or that's an added thing onto your internet or whatever. Yeah, you can do it either way. You can pay for just Crave, or you can get it subsidized through your right cable. see that would be really cool if i got like i mean not that it matters i wouldn't need it because it's already on the app but it would be cool if that you know having the app like unlock channels like if they had a partnership with you know say cincinnati bell here or yeah. whatever cables that they would have to they would have to partner up with so many different cable services <laughs> that's the problem yeah um but yeah so that's that's pretty interesting um, now, have you watched anything new yet? Cause I, I, I keep forgetting about the recruit, which came out the other last week and we were flipping around yesterday. Noticed it. it looks really good with that, uh, uh, Noah Centennial. Um, and he was in black Adam. He was in like all the boys I loved before or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but that looks pretty good. Um, and you watched 1923, right? Uh, I have not watched it yet. No. Well, oh shoot. Okay, so I I, I, I wanted to talk about that, but that that's fine. We we can talk about that later. But holy crap, it's so good. That's only um, one episode so far, right? I am not that far behind. Just one. <laughs> yeah, just one. It's every Sunday, uh, just like um, just like Tulsa King, uh, which has been amazing as well. Oh, and you're yeah. all caught I, up on that I, now, I, right? Yeah, I'm caught up on Tulsa King. That is epically awesome i love it i am so down <laughs> so yeah it, it's it's great. absolutely a blast um and, and i don't think there's really much of anything else going on i mean the holidays and stuff i'm still catching up on rick and morty um uh, what, what did i just watch recently um let's look at the app uh, we just watched the latest yellowstone have you watched the latest one the latest one i think so Episode seven. Uh, the... Yes, I'm caught up on Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we watched that last night. It was just, it's just so great. So what I just found out though, this season of Yellowstone is 14 episodes where every other season was nine for the first one and then oh. 10 for the other three. So they're doing like a mid season finale next week. So it's going to be they episode are. eight. And there's going to be a break, I'm assuming, for the holidays or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so, like, yeah, Sunday, I guess, what, what is it, Christmas, uh, since right now is Friday. Um, it's going to be the last episode, and then there's going to be, a like, a break, and there's going to be six more episodes afterwards when Amazing. they come back, which is awesome. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. I was not expecting this season to be so long. I was like, this seems weird, mid-season finale at episode eight. And so I looked, I'm like, oh my God, six more episodes. And that really surprised me. I just, I, I don't really like look ahead too much to see, you know, what we're getting. I kind of just assume, yeah. you know, we're getting what we usually got. Um, and maybe that's my fault or whatever, but it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, we're used to 10 episodes of the show. Right. So it kind of surprised me. Um, 
And then, you know, on top of like more episodes per season and stuff with the, with Prodigy, like having that break in between season one and then now this other half of the season, this season has been so good. I haven't watched the latest episode, but I, I think I burned through like three episodes last week or earlier this week. And man, this story with the uh, with the ship and the weapon on the ship and them trying to stay away from are you caught up in this show no i'm a few episodes behind still oh my god it just keeps getting better and better and better um and it's weird because it's a, it's such a good mix of like uh, of, of of you know a kid's show but like actual really good story that connects to you know uh, a voyager and and all that and then just the whole mythos and and history of star trek um you know all of that lore and everything so it it really works for me um you know as an adult but like kind of you know i can see where some of the kiddie stuff is you know some dialogue between the characters because they are kids and it kind of gets that way but the stories itself that they're telling is really cool especially with how uh, you know, there's this race from the future that we're able to come back in time and, uh, you know, with the ship they stole from the future or, you know, and use this technology. And now there's this weapon on this ship. It's supposed to infect, you know, all of Starfleet. And then the kids are trying to get to Starfleet and they realize they can't. And now they're running away. It's it's really interesting. And I love that they have. uh, uh you know, Janeway in there and now she's now the real Janeway is getting in the mix, not just like the, you know, little hologram, but like the real Janeway. That was nice to see. That was cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting really, really good. I'm very excited about uh, this latest show, uh, this latest episode from this week, but, um, and other shows like I, I still haven't tried national treasure willow. Um, I know you just killed Jack Ryan. I haven't started that yet. How did you enjoy that season? It was, it was great. Um, again, I told you this, my only gripe is when yeah. the Russians are talking <laughs> to each other, they're not talking in Russian. And right, yeah, yeah. I get it, people <laughs> don't like to read subtitles, but Amazon, you have Lord of the Rings, where there are 12 different languages, and everything is subtitled, basically. Like, come on. Right, no, I, yeah, it, it seems a bit lazy on their part. Yeah. Uh, like it's so easy. Every show has done it for. I mean, especially in the last decade, it's been. Yeah, one I, of the I biggest... much rather like it doesn't make any sense. The fact that you're in freaking Russian Parliament or like the Russian Situation Room and they are not talking Russian to each other, like that is so dumb. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So <laughs> I don't know why they would. Talk. That's my only gripe with the show. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to watch it, though. Um, I have heard really good things um, other than, you know, obviously that, which is just kind of silly to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, uh, there's some talk and stuff going around with Charlie Cox, you know, going into the Marvel space and Daredevil. And, um, you know, he's basically said, like, too bad, so sad if you don't like how we're doing Daredevil to the fans <laughs> you know in so many words yeah <laughs> you know um and and and, I, and and that's fine like i they want to take a different direction with the character that's great i you know she wasn't my favorite thing ever you know but it was fun and and i liked his character in it 
Yeah. And I like what they did with that character so far. Um, so uh, I, you know, I'm interested to see a different avenue that Marvel can take this character. I mean, it's just think of it like in the comics, like you got to see the gritty, crazy, you know, miss that Daredevil went through with Frank Miller's side of like the 80s, 90s Daredevil. And then we got to see like, you know, these other iterations that were, you know, fun and lighthearted and more uh, courtroom based and, and, and not as gritty, dark and violent and things like that. And, and there, I mean, you can't expect Disney to go that hard with this character like they did on Netflix. I mean, you just can't. I mean, I, I, you're going to get the violence like any other Marvel property that's been with Disney. But I mean, like, I, you're not going to get that, like, you know, guy stabbing his face on a <laughs> sharp piece of metal, kingpin smashing a guy's head in the door kind of, you know, we yeah. might get some violence, but it's not going to be like super gory like that. And I don't care. You know, I just I just don't care. Everyone is just, want, you know, all these people who are up in arms about this stuff are just just whiny bitches <laughs> about it uh, to <laughs> be, to you know, yeah, it's like it just I mean, I, I like the character. I'm going in to see the character. Like I'm not worried about how they're gonna change it because I know it's gonna be changed. There's you, you know, you and it also might not be exactly the same character as that Daredevil we saw. I mean, we can kind of already guess that it's not gonna be. He's going to be very much like the character, you know, being he's gonna look like him and he's gonna be Daredevil, but I think he's going to be a different multiverse type version. Um, you know, kind of like people thought, you know, Kingpin maybe, yeah. and it just seems like he's going to be the same but different, you know. And I, I just don't care now. Also, with the talks of like Deborah Ann Wall, who played Karen, she was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about how Marvel hasn't contacted, and that she could be lying, whatever. And um, I don't know why she would, but. I, I mean, I guess they haven't announced it, so she could be lying. But I mean, she may not be in the show, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, we may n- not have the same Daredevil in uh, on the Disney side of stuff. And like I said, I don't have an issue with it. I'm all for all new stuff. Like we already got that. You know, why not something different? You know, I, I don't want the same thing over and over. Um, what do you feel about this stuff? Yeah, I mean, you always have to take it with a grain of salt when something is changes hands, right? Like it's it's going yeah. to a different kind of like I mean, even Yellowstone has gone to a different production company kind of. Mm-hmm. Um the Well, this season has been so different to Yellowstone too. Yeah, and like, like very different. The, but the, I like it. Oh yeah, The Orville went to a different production company. Sure. And sure. So uh, like Everything is slightly different, and I think I have to wait and see what they're going to do. I can't. I hate when people make opinions without actually seeing any of the product. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree as well. I mean, you know, you want to have an opinion on, you know, people's comments and whatever. That's a different story, but. You know, saying something's going to be bad before you've seen it or, you know, saying you're not going to enjoy it because it's different when you haven't seen it is, you know, it just doesn't 
it has no merit you know i mean uh, like your opinion is completely invalid because it's not a full you know thought out and like investigated opinion it's just uh, i don't know they just seem like just a bunch of hot air yeah and that's that's Uh, just fucking idiots on trolls on the internet that are just being oh sure i mean everyone they no one's gonna stop talking um and interestingly enough though Charlie Cox has a new show coming out where he's like MI5 and it's called Treason. That looks really, really good. I don't know when that's coming out, but it's coming soon. And he also had that other show on AMC Plus or whatever called Kin, where he, like, he had his oh, yeah. natural like Irish accent and stuff, which is really good. That first season was really good. And it, there is a second season coming. So I'm very curious how all three of these shows, Daredevil, Kin, and Treason, are going to work out together. Like he's working his ass off. It seems, yeah. you know, and then jumping into she Hulk, like he did. So I'm, I'm very curious how all of that kind of works out with the schedule. Um, Treason drops all at six episodes, boxing day. Oh shoot. Okay. What, what day is that? Is that Monday? Monday? That's today. <clears throat> no, Monday, Monday. That's what I thought. Day after it's Christmas. Not... Yeah, okay. Not box- Today is Festivus, <laughs> not Boxing Day. Come on now. Today's what? Festivus. Oh yeah, it's the day. Wait, 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 wait. Festivus isn't the day be- the the day before New Year's, is it? No, today is Festivus. Was it the twenty third? Yeah. Oh, I always. Uh, what about what was I thinking? I always thought Festivus was cool. I don't know why. Right now, I, the I, day I'm, before I'm, Christmas not, always. So no, I always, I always thought it was closer to uh, uh, closer to Thanksgiving for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe that's like a uh, a thing I thought that I thought. Well, I don't know. <laughs> You're wrong. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is very weird. Um, and then one more last piece of thing. Uh, what piece of thing? M- remember Mayor Kingstown? I do. Uh, that's coming back in January on the fifteenth. Can't, can't fucking wait. So there, there's a lot, a lot of good things on the way. Um, a lot of things I feel like I want to watch and catch up on. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a crazy time. Uh, it really so much TV. I feel like I'm like, I'm not caught up on anything. Um, and interestingly enough, I, I guess we're supposed to be getting Secret Invasion within the next three months. But there's no announcement, no release date. I mean, it's not too unfamiliar with streaming shows to you know announce very late because they can announce like netflix announces like stuff on monday that comes off friday <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um but but yeah so that's something to look forward to that might sneak up on us which is kind of cool all right uh are you ready are you ready <laughs> to get into our top 10 shows of the year let's do it okay uh, why don't you start with number 10? Number 10. Uh, I'm going to Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, interesting. See, I did not put that on my list. For I, I just, I, I, I didn't. I mean, uh, it is good. But, I mean, on, on my list, it's... Uh, it just didn't it didn't match up to level of enjoyment you know what i mean yep um i really i really liked it but i think it it was beat out 
by these 20 for me. I'm not sure where I would have put it um, <laughs> past that, but but yeah, my number 10 is Severance. Nice, which I have not watched. Um, you would love it. It's it, it's it it's a little slow, but it, it I think it could be a show for you to watch while you're doing because it's it you don't have to pay too much attention because it's it's that slow, but it's not like visually, uh, you know, you have to keep your eyes on it the whole time. There's a lot of dialogue, things are said, um, you know, and, and the kind of you know what the show's about, though, right? Um, okay. But yeah, so that was, uh, that was my number 10. Very, very clever show. I cannot wait for season two. Number nine. What do you got? Uh, I'm sticking with the Star Trek theme and going Picard. Really? Season two of Picard? Yeah, man. I really Interesting. I, you know what? I liked it, but I really didn't like it as much as season one. Again, like, watch, and I love time travel and stuff. Do, so. What's that? You watch way more shows than I do. Well, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's another thing. Um, man, yeah, I, I did like it, but I don't know. I, I felt a h- harder time to connect with the story in this season than I did with the first season. Um, I, I really wanted to enjoy it much more. When it started out, I was like, oh, this is great. And then it just really kind of it kind of geared down for me uh, and ended nicely, but um, I'm very, I'm much more excited for season three than, than I think I, I am, or than I think I was for season two now. Um, my number nine is Peacemaker. Oh, why didn't I put uh, Peacemaker on my list? Oh, see, now we're even because I forgot the boys. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking love that show. <laughs> yes, Peacemaker was great. Uh, I I absolutely loved this show. It was definitely like have to watch that day uh, type of show. And um, man, I'm I'm I, I'm happy and not happy. Forgot it because <laughs> I can't. I still can't believe I forgot the boys. Um, uh, but yeah, if you want to sneak your show in at this number where I snuck the boys yeah, in, no kidding, absolutely. 11, it's then, then yeah, so then little honorable mentions or whatever. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, point fives. Uh, okay, what, what do you got for number eight? Uh, and I'm sticking with Star Trek again. All these, the three Star Trek shows are all in all in a row here. Going lower like, decks, lower decks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I left that off. Uh, it's I just. I'm, I may have made a mistake by leaving it off. Like, it may have been my top 20. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, man, I love Lower Decks, too. I really do. This is a really hard list to make. Um, oh, yeah. I, Lower Decks was fantastic this season, especially. Um, but if I had to put it on my list, I would have to, I would have to bump out the resort for number 20 and, and put it there. But I really love the resort, too. Uh, my number eight was 1883 nice which I have not again haven't watched that one yet oh my god I think I've watched episode one oh man it it is there's this one scene in I can't remember what episode maybe five and uh, there's just like a freaking gun battle in 
the flattest of planes. It's like ducking and diving and hiding in the grass. And it's just like, it's something you've never really seen before by any other movie or show. And, you know, it's not like they're being chased by horses and, and whatever, but it's like you're just standing there with a gun and just trying not to get shot with all this open space and nothing to hide behind. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's not like, a you know, draw a duel thing. It's like they're all trying to kill you and you're trying to. It's crazy. Um, but that's how it would be. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's really, really good. Uh, just fantastic little uh little show that they did and interestingly enough the um the main actress in that show that does the like the voiceover does the voiceover in 1923 as well like she's kind of telling the story like in the beginning of the episodes and stuff like that so that's really cool um yeah i man you gotta watch it it's 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 incredible for just a one season thing all right, number seven, sir. Number seven is Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, okay. Yep, I, I knew you'd have it on there. I left this show off simply for the fact that I didn't, uh, not because I didn't want to uh, include uh, like a documentary thing. I was, I, I just really wanted to stick to, and I know I didn't make this a rule, so don't make yeah, it feel like I to tried to written shows. Right. I kind of stuck to stories. And, you know, they told some really good stories within that show for sure, because, you know, all real life stuff. And, and that was really, really great. But um, why, why do you have it so so high here? I, I just thought it was really, really well put together. And the fact that they had the foresight to do this while they mm-hmm. rebuilt a. Oh, the, yeah, that's the most incredible thing about it. That Yeah. And I mean, it was so well put together and Ryan and Rob together is just fucking hilarious. Yeah, I I mean, it's like they had to like, they're playing 3D chess with knowing when and how they should get things rolling like camera wise. Yeah. Before like you like, it's like, how, how, how do you, how do you, how did they plan this? Like, it still boggles my mind. (laughs) Um, my number seven is the man who fell to earth. Um, I, 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 it's not getting a second season, which is sad to me, but at the same time, I'm still kind of okay with the way how it ended. But one of the smartest shows on television this year, um, I, I absolutely loved the character, uh, development of, all of these characters um, and the story that they, they told, which was like a sequel to a movie from the seventies. And it like, it was just very interesting for like an alien sort of sci-fi type uh, government conspiracy sort of spy (laughs) movie, which was so weird or show, which was so interesting how they were able to meld all of that together. Um, Man, it, I really, I really wish there was more show, but at the same time, I'm still kind of satisfied with what we got. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you say? Yeah. Well, and this is my number six too, so we can continue. Oh, very good, very good. Um, and I mean, like, uh, it, well, what it, else do you like about it? It wrapped up really nicely. Like yes, it, it wrapped up to package it and go. Yep, we're done. Or we could go so many more places with this. 
So. It was absolutely one of the best, like, not sure if we're going to get a season two, so we're going to end it the way we want to. But yeah. also it, one of the best, like, it can end and continue at the same time. Exactly. Um, in a satisfying way, for sure. And And the way he was just so alien... Yeah, learning to be human learning slowly to be human was fucking hilarious. Him learning it, it was, well, it was a great fish out of water way. story. Yeah, him learning how to swear and get his way in the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they he, he did a fan. Uh, Chiazel Ejiofor, like amazing actor yeah, in this show. Brilliant. I would, I would love to see him on more TV. Um, he, he's just, he, he really brings a presence to every character he's kind of embodying, which is re- really, really fun to watch. Um, and so, so that was your sixth yep. as well. My six is Yellowstone. Um, it's just one of the best tele, maybe in the top three television shows, uh, maybe in the top one when it's on TV. It's it's consistently amazing. Yeah. Um. Just the drama, the acting. It's it's a cinematic show, and it seems like, uh, you know, it seems like most of the Taylor Sheridan shows are, are they all feel cinematic? Like everything feels real. The sets, the places, the people. Like, okay, I was just, we were just watching the latest episode last night, like we discussed earlier. And I'm like, watching, you, you said you watched it, right? Sorry, which? The Yellowstone? Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm caught up. Yeah. So, like, remember when they're at the fair and uh, Casey, uh, Casey's kids, like, shooting the little toy gun with yeah. uh, uh, Carter? And I'm, I'm looking at this kid. And Casey's kid, and I'm looking at his what's his wife's name again? Monica. Um, Monica and Casey, and I'm like, I, like they those two on that show, like I love Rip and Beth, but those two on that show might have the best chemistry on the show. Like they they feel like they're really together. Like when they look at each other, they feel like they're really together, and it's kind of like a sneaky sort of thought because like you go you go right to Rip. And Beth, right? We were like, oh, these two are great. But like as a like perfect sort of close knit tight family, like it, they look real. Like that kid looks like he came from Casey and Monica. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it strange how like how they look like they're a real family on this show and they're just like playing the part? It, like it, it's so weird to me. But uh, I, I think that it, it's just it's a, it's an astounding television show. I mean, being the first out of the gate from Taylor Sheridan, um, uh, it's it's crazy how uh, like we have five shows that he's done that are out, and there's only more to come. There's like four more that he's got in production or at least in development. Uh, but it, it's it's wild. It's such a it's it's such an experience. Just I love the flashbacks, like especially the latest episode with. Uh, um, the young John Dutton, like I want more of that. Like I love the flashbacks, but I'm like, man, just give me a show with Josh Lucas yeah. as young Kevin Costner. 
I want that I, so bad. <laughs> they they do such a good job with that casting. That was like it's incredible. Oh, just that I, I want that time period in like just a one season thing. Give me like a story that is like a movie level story that takes ten or eight episodes to do with those younger versions of those characters. Like I want it so badly. Like he's such a good younger Kevin Costner. Just like the way he speaks, the way he talks with his voice and and you know how he uses his his breath and the deepness. It's just, it, he sounds like him. He does. He um, really does. It's it's fantastic. And then the young Rip like oh my god, just all of that. Like I didn't know we got a lot of flashback stuff before in like season 2 and 3, you know, young Rip and then the young Beth and those characters are only getting older, but I mean, they can always tell a story a little bit, you know, after some of these flashbacks they've shown, which is kind of interesting to me. And especially with the direction of 1883, you know, 1923 and, you know, beyond, it would be very interesting to see, you know, like 1963, like a, a, a John as a kid. And then 40 years later, when, you know, we have the Josh Lucas character. You know, yeah. maybe in like 19, what is it? What would you say that time period was? 1996? Yeah, probably. You know, somewhere around there, 1993. Late, um, early 90s, yeah. Yeah, because what is it? Like maybe, what, 30 or 40 years later now yeah. in 2022? So, yeah, it, man, it's just so good. It, it really, really is. All right, sir, what is your number five? My number five is Rick and Morty. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I left that off the list. Um, only because we I feel like we had to wait so long between the last seasons, so it wasn't as fresh in my mind, even though the season is kind of, this you know, season, rolling. I, I can't get enough of this season. I really can't. It, it is one of the best written seasons of the series. There's no it question is, about it. It is so good. And I think it's done now. I uh, think this season is wrapped. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think I'm like three or four behind. I really have to catch up. Honestly, it ends so well. It's just I can't um, wait. I really and I really like the decision they made to go beyond the portal gun stuff and kind of try and you know they were always kind of outside the box. But now that they were like trying to create stories within the box, you know? Oh, you just it, I you, think it, yeah, it made it still, a little bit if like I said before, that, like the restriction uh, invites creativity. Just wait. Oh, if you I still wait. think that the portal gun is gone, you just wait, my friend. Well, no, oh. I, I know it's not. I, I've, I've caught up to that, <laughs> but I mean, most of the season was. Oh, yeah. And was, yeah. and that's what I thought that like, it really sparked a lot more creativity for them to make something different and uh, not rely on some of the old multiverse type stuff that they were doing, but yeah. Just that that one opening though. That one opening where it was like they knew that they were in the previous Leon. Previous oh. Leon. Oh, so good. So good. It was so funny. That was, um, that was the best. Oh, we're stuck in the credits. <laughs> yes, I, I I did leave it off the list though. Uh, my number five is Andor. Okay. Uh I, I don't know I, I know you probably really show i i absolutely love this show um i mean it was just it's just it was fantastic star wars you know without the crazy fantasy of it but dramatic 
um, like really intense and deep thought kind of Star Wars stuff. Like, what does it take to spark rebellion? You know, mm-hmm. you know what what do people have to do to themselves and to others to make it seem like you're a certain type of character that you know it's just the way that these characters had to play were so multi-dimensional just to do the things that they needed to do you know um i mean you got uh mon mothma like just writing her family off <laughs> you know yeah. and, and selling her daughter away and doing these hard things for like the bigger picture which is just crazy um you know and then having to do the hard thing that you probably shouldn't do but it's the only thing that you can do to make things change you know like well what's his name luthan he's like oh yeah we have to do some really really bad things to these people that we're trying to save to show them how bad the empire is. So they rebel. Like, it's just like, he's like thinking like he's playing three dimensional chess, you know? And he's like, I have to do bad things to people. I don't want to do bad things to do, you know, to do too. So they can see how bad the empire is and revolt. Like it's, it's, it's just crazy, man. Um, just the writing, the show, how real everything looked, uh, you know, and not like the volume, like so many of these other shows we've seen. I just, I loved it. Um, you, you're on number number four, right? On number four. All right, what do you got? House of the Dragon. All right, I see that. That's that's coming up for me. Um, what what did what did you like about this oh, show? Fucking everything, man. It was great. Yeah. The yeah. The one thing I didn't really enjoy was the trying to give uh set up game of thrones <laughs> right like yeah this knife thing and you're like what why is this well you know what i it right. makes sense though i mean that it, yeah i, I, I like get it, what you're saying it just I get it didn't saying. need to be so forward i don't know it's i don't know whatever well but i mean i mean, i, I, I was I, I don't know anything about the books I don't know about the one book or whatever. Oh, I don't it know may have been a major story point. Yeah, I don't know. But that was yeah. that was something, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I just Damon's character. I don't think it was that ham-fisted, in my opinion. The the all the character development is brilliant. The casting was amazing, and just how things are going is fun. Right. Great. I'll say this about about the like the the dagger and the story, like I like how that wasn't just the one time it was mentioned, like Fair. it it stayed. You know what I mean? Like it it grew in the story. Yeah, it had other and in the character, and it changed characters' minds based on certain events in the show. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. Like, if it was just that one scene, and here's the dagger, and here's the story, and we never heard from it again, then I would, I'd probably be on board with you a little bit more. But I mean, the way it traveled through the series and time with the time jumps, and then with King Viserys' death, and and and, and, and then you know what that 
yeah, what that changed in his wife because of the the story he had told, the thinking he was telling his daughter, you know, all that stuff. Like that was good setup in my opinion. Um, and I only kind of bring that up more because it's this on my list later, but, um, yeah, I, I, I really do love that show, but my number four is primal. Um, now this season was just amazing. I think with 10 episodes and it's just one of those shows that it's, it's a masterful, like it's a master class in storytelling without dialogue. And that's why it's so high on my list. Like I, I have never felt more emotions without dialogue in a series. Like it, it has grunts and stuff and some subtitles, you know, from other characters, but your main character is a grunting caveman and a Tyrannosaurus that is like his like companion. And just the story that is told between those two and then everything they're kind of involved in without dialogue and to make me like laugh and literally like cry and like all of these different emotions from just the story they're showing you with animation is why it's so high on my list. It is, it is one of the best. uh, It's one of the best shows that I think anybody can watch Uh, just, just because it's such impactful storytelling without words. Um, I've, I, I love it. I, I love it. I cannot wait. I hope there's more. I can see that this season may be its last if it is, but I, I, I love Gendy, Gendy Tartakovsky, you know, the guy who created this and, and, and everything, um, has done an amazing, amazing work with this show. Um, I, I cannot wait to see what he does next. If he doesn't continue around with this, um, if he just did like an anthology thing, cause there's like one anthology episode in this season that has literally nothing to do with the main characters of this show. That's just plugged in. And it's one of the best episodes of television I've seen all year. And, uh, he's just a master storyteller. And it's, that's why it's, that's why it's my number four. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick with house of dragon here because it's my number three. And I've already said what I need to say about the show, but it is, it's, it's just a, a fantastic show. It, it really is. Uh, I really can't wait for the next season. I know it feels like we got to wait a long time, but at least it's not as long as, you know, some shows. <laughs> uh, well, what did you have for, for number three? Uh, only murders in the building. That's a good one. I, I left this off my list. Like I, it was that was a really really hard choice for me too. Yeah, because I yeah. really enjoyed it, but I just felt like, ah. and like I said, I I like you said I watch a lot more TV, so it it's it was probably in my top twenty five, like the top five of that. But <laughs> I had I had to, I left it off oh, yeah. here okay. uh, on this one. What, yeah. what do I you really, think of that? Really love this show. I it's so well written and so well acted, yeah. and the chemistry between. Martin Short yeah. and Gomez is amazing. Oh, just 
Yeah, all three of them are fantastic. Like you can't get enough. It's an and it's funny. Show. It is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it, for it seems like we don't have a lot of good funny TV these days. Yeah. But the things that are funny are all really funny. You know, like you said, yeah. Rick and Morty, Lower Decks, this. You know, you got a lot of mixed things, but straight, like, funny. And then I know this is, like, there's a lot of... This has a really good mix of drama, mystery, comedy. Yeah. And it's such a weird combo for a show, right? Oh, for sure. But, like, and it's such a dry comedy, too. Like, it's not... It's not like a comedy comedy. Well, it's it's like yeah, it's like real world, or it's like yeah, uh, like kind of like uh, interpersonal comedy in all the crazy drama of their lives. Like it's very, uh, it's very specific. It's not just you know throwing jokes. Exactly. I think they do a a very good job of of making the the humor feel natural, um, but it kind of packs more of a punch because it's coming from those three. (laughs) You know? Oh, for sure. Uh, like, okay. Especially Martin. Yo, anything else Martin on the show? Short. No, just like Steve Martin, Martin Short are amazing together. They play again. They've done stuff together forever. So you know, there's a um, they're doing live uh, events. Oh, that's and um, I want to buy tickets so bad. I just don't have I don't have the money for it right now. <laughs> um, but they're they they're they're traveling around here, and I think they're like in Columbus right now or soon. Um, but oh man, I would love to see them live. I don't even care if it's like the nosebleeds, the cheap seats or whatever. But they would be so fun to see. <sighs> okay, we're on our number two. What do you have for number two? Number two is Yellowstone for me. All right, very good. Have at it. What do you got for two? Oh, what what, oh. what what do you uh, what, what are you liking about this show that we haven't talked about? <laughs> I yeah, well, exactly. What haven't we talked about already? Like like you said, the chemistry between everybody, the family, and just how things can go from bad to worse and to good and like the roller coaster you get on is unreal right right especially now with the show uh, in this latest episode yeah uh, i mean i i love how they're like oh crap this can go wrong this can go wrong and like, oh crap this did go wrong and like yeah, how yeah. do we fix it and like I, I all love... the different levels right yeah and i love how they in this latest episode they brought the four sixes back into play so yes that'll hopefully i'm and i'm waiting for that show to come in and i'm hoping that this i i think leads into that yeah i think it's all more. planned yeah oh for sure because we got them going down there so you've got a mm-hmm. cast like a group that you already know they might not stay obviously like rip's not going to stay there but they've got a, a group of characters that you already know that are going to kind of launch this thing off so I have a question for you. Now, speaking of that, uh, do you think that we're probably, do you think that this four sixes show, um, I, I, I believe obviously, like I said, I think it's all planned, especially now. And it really kind of didn't come to me until you thought it, until you said it, because I totally forgot about the show. And, and so, you know, now when we're talking about all these different Taylor Sheridan shows, but 
with four six is coming, do you think that that show is going to be in the later part of the year that they're spending there? Since they're going now and there's still like seven episodes left or six episodes left, you know, yeah, seven episodes left of this show, yeah, um, or this season, do you think that? Do you think that this year that they're talking about spending down south with the cattle is going to be like zipped by in the timeline of us watching like like in next season, season six of Yellowstone, everyone will be back on the ranch. But oh. some characters that have some characters that are moving on to the four sixes will be in that show. Yeah, so maybe. I don't know. It brings audiences to that show. It's hard to say because we don't know when the four sixes is supposed to show up yet, right? Like it's right. There's yeah. no date. I guess we have to wait to the end of this season. Yeah. That's, that's but man, that would be great, right? Half no, the cat, or you know, a third of the cast from Yellowstone is going to be in four sixes. You know, that first season with uh, uh, Jimmy, you know, yeah. and all that. Yep. And, you know, Taylor Sheridan himself running the ranch, you know, which, you know, would be really interesting to see all of that play out. And maybe we'll see most of that year that they're down there for that show. Maybe he's had this idea the, the whole, you know, the whole time. And so, you know, it, it'll bring more audiences to a new spinoff and then get us introduced to the new characters for that show. So when those Yellowstone characters leave, we want to stick around you know, yeah, to four exactly. sixes for it's, season two. I, a, ah, man, I yeah. think it's a good idea. It's a great way to do a, like a backdoor pilot sort of thing. But yeah, you know. even if it is a couple episodes, like I said, I mean, maybe, maybe that year does get fast forwarded and everything is copacetic and yeah. Beth has the whole ranch selling beef now and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they get, if they get that going. Okay. Um, Number two, baby, for me is The Offer. Um, this show was spectacular. Uh, it, it just, it really had everything uh, in it. Just like this whole sort of fake behind the scenes making of story uh, to uh, The Godfather, how it got made. And, you know, for like a... Uh, kind of documentary-ish scripted show uh, of, of how this got made and who made it. And it, it was just fantastic. It was such an enjoyable television show to watch. Um, the actors were amazing. Um, and they just did a really good job. I, I, I really liked this just like one season thing. Of, of this show um what's his name who what's his name who played the guy in the show um <laughs> i can't i can't remember the damn the actor's name who who are we talking about we're talking about miles teller yes miles teller man he was fantastic like i i want to see him do so much more television movies or anything He's he's a phenomenal actor. Like it's sad, like that, like some of the things he was in, like say Fantastic Four, was such a crap movie. Like all those actors in that movie were great, 
and that movie yeah. sucked. <laughs> and it, it's real. It is it's real testament to like how like a script and a director and the way things kind of work on on the set have nothing to do with the actress sometimes. Yeah. And it's sad because like everybody in that movie was was just they're fantastic. Um, you know they've all got great careers and whatever. And and now he you know he's done this and uh, you know this show was great as well. Uh, it's just it's it's such if you like The Godfather, it is a show to watch. You know whether they stick to all the real points of like how everything kind of went down is. Like getting that to in depth with it, and some things are not exactly the same. Some things are dramatized and whatever, but uh, the way they 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 constructed the show uh, as a show, rather than keeping everything hundred percent real, uh, I think makes the show better. Otherwise, the show could be boring. Yeah. But it's not a documentary. You know, it's a show. So. It's just it's just so enjoyable. I really really love this show, and it's, it's I'm sad there's like wouldn't be a season two, but it makes sense that there's not obviously. Yeah. But yeah, for for a show on Paramount, like Paramount Plus has been killing it this year. Like how many shows are on my list that are on Paramount Plus? Oh, like half um, at least. I mean, maybe not that many, but they you know, a good amount. A lot of shows. Yeah, and like if this year has been like Paramount Plus's year. I mean, especially with Taylor Sheridan, his three, four shows that are on there and, uh, you know, just everything else uh, has has really brought a lot of people to that streaming service. Uh, but OK, sir, we got our number ones. What is your number one show? I really have no idea what yours is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already said it in your list. Andor? Andor. All right. Very good. Yeah. I, Tell me about Andor. I, this was a show <laughs> I needed to watch immediately every week, um, and that's rare mm-hmm. for me that I am needing to watch a show immediately because it was so good, and I everything was good about it. Everything. I can't say a bad thing about it, to be completely honest. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just one of the best written, directed acted star wars anything that's happened 100 percent in like 40 yeah in 40 years it's great yeah so good so good i i can't wait i I, i'm so excited for the three episode you know yearly jumps in season two and if if this is how the star wars universe is going to continue i am fucking excited like if this is the quality we're going to get Oh, oh my God! Uh, I mean, and and I love how it's like uh, this guy. Uh, um, what's the guy who created this show? Um, I can't remember his name right now, but I love how he's he was basically like, "Look, this is how I'm going to do it, and I need two seasons to do it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now the and he's just if people uh, and all Star Wars doesn't need to be this way. It just doesn't. I mean, we're going to have the fantasy, fun, sort of, you know, goofy and lightsaber, mystical, oh, sure. magic man, you know, stuff. And that's great. And I, I get all the sides of that. But this show, in, in, I was going to say specifically in particular together. <laughs> but, but, like, it, it just worked, man. 
And, you know, every story has a different feel and tone and every story can be told differently. And I, and I, and I think that, you know, uh, you know, plans on the prequel on the, on the, the sequel trilogy, notwithstanding, I understand the tone they took with those movies. Um, you know, and I don't think those movies didn't work because of tone. I think they didn't work because of lack of a plan, but <laughs> I, I, you know, and you know, and they worked monetarily. There's no question about that. But, um, you know, just because something makes a ton of money doesn't mean I'm personally going to like it. Like the Transformers movies or, you know, the Fast Furious movies. <laughs> Those make lots of money. They're not that great either. No, they're so, not that great, but Fast and Furious is a fucking awesome franchise. <laughs> yeah, a franchise, no question. It's an awesome franchise, but they're not great movies. No, <laughs> I no mean, way. Fast Five might be the best one, in my opinion. <laughs> or, you know, but either way, um, I love this direction they took with the tone and the story of this star- particular era and section of Star Wars. Because it works well. It's dark. It's scary. It's like just, it's so suspenseful and just on the edge of your seat storytelling. Um, you know, heisty stuff. Like this was like Fast and Furious in space, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but with more tension. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. It's a good number one to have for sure. However, my number one is better call Saul. Well, of course it is. Uh, it's it was just the best ending of a series. And also like the start, well, it was it was two it was like two shows almost in one toward the last half of this last season because it was in not only an ending to Better Call Saul, which was the prequel to Breaking Bad, and you know, we knew where it was going to continue to Breaking Bad. But it was also the ending of another ending of Breaking Bad or another ending of a portion of Breaking Bad that we never got to see. So we got to see, you know, Walt and Jesse's sort of ending in Breaking Bad like eight years ago. And that was fine. And we got like a little bit of an ending of Saul in Breaking Bad at that ending as well. But then we got the after story of Saul that came after Breaking Bad. But we got to see that in Better Call Saul's finale, which was just wonderful. Uh, it may have been... Oh, man, it's... it's it. There's a reason why it's my number one, because it, it might be one of the best written shows on television. I think it's absolutely better than Breaking Bad. And I guarantee you, since you're a person who has not seen either, if you watch Better Call Saul first, I mean, I, I, I know you love a lot about Breaking Bad if you watched it. But if you watched Better Call Saul first and then Breaking Bad, I think you would say this show's not as good as Better Call Saul. Just because I think the uh, the foresight of having, you know, having done Breaking Bad, you know, the Vince Gilligan, all those guys who created the show, the show. I think having all of having done six seasons of another show before it and then going back, like it, it only made the prequel story better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think and having all of, you know, the knowledge of, of, of how they can make a show, how they construct episodes, how they can write these characters, 
I think all of that, uh, that, that before knowledge made this prequel so much better. And I think this is one of those shows where like it, it started really, really good, but it only went up and better. Like, I don't think, I don't think with any season after season one, it dropped lower at all in just goodness. Like this show just kept getting better and better and better. Where Breaking Bad felt like it ebbed and flowed, especially with certain episodes and seasons. Um, you know, it only got better after like the ha- halfway point. But this show just just skyrocketed up after, once the show started. So if there was a show I, I would suggest you to watch, it would be this. However, you have to watch it in chronological. Because I have to know a person <laughs> who has watched this show in chronological order. And it's... It's just too good. And it, it is one of those shows like I will I would rewatch Better Call Saul twice over than rewatch Breaking Bad. And if I were to go watch Breaking Bad, I'd only watch the last half the the, the back half of the series rather than those first, you know, first few seasons. Just because they're I don't know, Breaking Bad is good, but there's a lot in there that's really boring. Um Anyway, that's my number one. It's it's a superior show to its predecessor and uh, one of the best characters on television, period. And I, I don't know. It, it's it get a lot of people talk about it, but it's it's not like it doesn't get like the it, it never, ever really got the praise that say like a Game of Thrones or, uh, you know, it, it kind of feels like it's in that Yellowstone realm. Like it, it, a lot of people talk about it, but it's like, you know, and it, it seemed like Breaking Bad and or Better, Better Call Saul got a lot of praise with, you know, the Emmys and things like that. It, and maybe, I don't know, it's just very weird how it was never really as talked about as some other shows, but it was one of the best shows on television when it was on. And I'm really sad it's gone. But I got to tell you what, though, like I just watched Nobody again last weekend. Yeah with uh with him and uh you know bob odenkirk i'm so excited for the sequel <laughs> like i i can't wait for nobody to um and apparently that's that's coming um is that it sir that's it right that's it yeah all right that's when those are our uh that's our top 20 um best tv shows of the year to us um don't at us Unless it's to say, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, you can add it. Uh, whatever. Yeah, you can add it. Sure, yeah. Tell us what you don't like. <laughs> tell us how much we screwed up not having Peacemaker and the boys on Seriously. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, gotta, I can't believe it. So this was, this was, we're like, oh, man, we got this in the bag. We, 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 it, was, it wasn't so bad. And then we forgot it and we were kicking ourselves. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. And, you know, I, I, I kept... Uh, that it doesn't even matter to say. So, um, both these episodes will be up pretty soon, um, and uh, probably up if you're listening. <laughs> so, that's pretty much it. Anything else to add, Tyler? No. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's our top twenty, and uh, I'm Dante Sarekia. And I'm Tyler Hoffman. 
All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You know, check us out at superboobtubedudes.com. All our socials are there. And uh, keep on tubing. You've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.